Welcome, everybody. Mavs Moneyball Radio. I'm your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. Very special episode today, bringing on a special guest. It's Kevin Correa of Free to Play on 103.3 FM ESPN, an esports show covering everything esports. Kevin, how are you on this fine Sunday morning here in Dallas, Texas? I'm doing solid here in Dallas, Texas. Um, I'm enjoying myself, enjoying watching... Uh you know some esports around the around the nation right now. How about yourself, Jeff? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, that's why I wanted to bring you on to talk esports and specifically the NBA 2K League uh, because it's finishing up its second year, yeah. and I think it's made some pretty good strides. And it it's not quite on the mainstream level where the rest of esports is, like such as Dota, Starcraft, Fortnite. You know, Overwatch, all that. It's not quite um, on the esports spectrum, kind of like, you know, in terms of a popularity. But it's there. It's on there. Right. And I think that's why the NBA created it, because they saw the market for it. And so where do you, where do you think it, it is after two seasons, and where do you think it can go? So after two seasons, we had uh, T-Wolves Gaming. They ended up winning the whole thing this year. Uh, on August 4th, they ended up beating 76ers uh, GC, which is Gaming Club. Right. But um, for the most part, it seemed like a pretty relatively entertaining product um so for the first two seasons it was pretty much just you had between 18 to 21 teams which is fine and their goal their goal is to get to 30 right their their goal is to get to all 30 teams so obviously that's the main goal i think they can get that goal if not by next year by the end of you know the next three years or so i mean no nba team is gonna say no we don't want to do a whole gaming based around our entire like brand why wouldn't you want to see you know like a Warriors brand out there, a Mavs brand out there? It makes more sense just from a, just from a marketing standpoint, just to get your brand out there in a global sense, including esports. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I know Cuban was one of the people who was pushing for this, and I think the Mavs were actually one of the first teams that that committed to uh, to creating a gaming team. And obviously, Cuban's on the forefront of all these technology um, ventures and whatnot. So. Yeah, like um, he, I mean, Cuban got to start doing literally. He, he sold his company on the internet and then just made made himself a billionaire almost and bought right. the Mavericks right out because of that. I mean, he understands the the need for, if not a competitive gaming uh, on on maybe a, a national platform or maybe just for just for the the, the NBA itself. It, it's important in terms of branding. It's important in terms of just. Showing people that there's other ways to enjoy or, or a sport because you know the NBA isn't just the product out there on the on 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 the court. It's also the product you have on your TV screens. It's pretty much what you play. I mean, how often have you had somebody come up to you and like, hey, let's go 2K. Let's come on, you and me. Let's go 2K right now, one on one. And it's just like it 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 helps from a competitive standpoint, from a cultural standpoint. And Cuban gets that. And he, like I, he, I mean. He was one of the first people to actually say, like, yeah, we're gonna go for this Mavs gaming thing. He built their or he built their facilities, the Mavs gaming facilities, out of the old Mavericks headquarters. Right, yep. And it's just like I mean, have you seen those facilities by the oh, way? Oh, it's crazy. They're bomb. Yeah, they're, oh my it's gosh. insane. It's like thirty computers all decked out. No, it's yeah, amazing. it's a. so I went to like when they first unveiled that last summer, I went to like the grand opening or whatever. And yeah, no, it's an absolutely f- like first class facility. They do stuff for the community. They bring kids in who want to come game and aspire to be gamers and stuff like that. I mean, it's they they give the Mavs team all the tools they need to be a successful team. And that's where I wanted to go back from the hmm. actual beginning. Um, I don't know why the Mavs in real life can't have this, but in the two K league, they did win the lottery and they, got the got, got the first pick in the uh, first two K draft and drafted Dimes. Yes, who um, that boy Dimes? I guess is the best player in the world. Currently, I mean, as far as I know, he's at least second. He's he's certainly top five in the NBA 2K League. 
for sure, at least in my book. Yeah, and just in terms of just looking at st- his statistics, he's just like you know top five in, in assists, top five in points. It's just uh, that boy dimes. You can't go wrong with with picking him as your first as as your captain. He's he's the captain of that team. Yeah, and he was and so after the first season when the Mavs didn't make the playoffs in the two uh, K league. He was the only holdover from the first season, so they they completely revamped yes, that entire they revamped their roster. Team. I think what I think what the two K league did was they allowed you two keepers, I believe. Yes, and so the Mavs chose two keepers. They chose Dimes and then uh, another guy named Dave Fry, mm-hmm. who they then traded over to yes. uh, the Wizards to get another draft pick. And so Dimes was the only uh, one retained. Yes, so the Mavs ended up getting two draft picks in that first round, and it, it I think it was uh, Pete B. Ballin and. Uh, Mo, I think, was the other okay. one, and th- those two guys pretty much just helped bolster that ro- that roster even more. And it showed this year, Mavs were the second highest record. They had, they were twelve and four. They were only behind Blizzard's ga- Blizzard Blazers Gaming at fourteen and two. And it was just like, all right, this is like a marked improvement. They made the playoffs this year, which is what was what their goal was. Right. They, I mean, they ended up losing to the Celtics crossovers, but uh, you know. Making the playoffs after a year after you didn't make the playoffs is already is already marked improvement, and they can you can only go up from here with that squad they have right now. Yeah, for sure. And I just I think it's interesting because in the first year they started off really hot. They started off I think it was either five or six and zero, oh, and then they went on a tailspin and kind of and didn't make the playoffs. And there's and there's multiple avenues to make the playoffs as well. So you can do it either by your record or, or by, by the tournament, right? The, is it called the ticket? I believe. Well, there's there's three tournaments. Okay, and, so the, and all three of them you can get. All in. three help you get a playoff spot okay. or playoff positioning. Helps you out a little bit in that sense. So the beginning of the season they have a tournament called the tip off. Obviously, beginning yeah, of the season tip off. At the midpoint of the season, kind of like the all star break, they have a tournament called the turn, which is just pretty much like, all right, now we're gonna. See if we can actually uh, uh, affect some uh, some standings now, and then the, at the end of season they have the ticket, like you said. And those three tournaments all help you, along with the regular season record. They all help you pretty much either nail a playoff spot or give you a, a certain seed that you want, which helps immensely for some of these teams. Absolutely. So I think that's really interesting because I know over the last year or two the NBA has been talking about wanting to do a mid season tournament, and the winner of that tournament could perhaps get into the playoffs. So do you think that? They might look at the 2K League, not, obviously not bec- because, you know, it's not real basketball, but do you think they would look at the 2K League to see how that kind of dynamic would work and perhaps if they wanted to go that route? I mean, maybe, but it's just, it's such a small scale. When you, right. when you move it into NBA, you're talking about millions of dollars, right. you know, millions of brands, like millions of brand products out there just being affected by a tournament in the middle of the season. So you kind of just have to... I would just say play it by, play that by by ear at first and see. I mean, how how angry would you be if you were a, a playoff bound team, right? And you got bounced in playoffs from some, from Very some angry, team yes. <laughs> that got that won a, a mid season uh, tournament. Like you know, obviously for a playoff push here, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe this does show that's you know it's it's possible because. I love honestly. I love the NBA 2K format from an esports standpoint because it's so vastly different from anything I've ever seen. Most other tournaments don't have that happen. Like most other leagues, pro leagues don't have that happening, and it's just it makes it makes it entertaining. It's not much of a sport, but it is entertaining to watch and just to see. You know, these guys get emotional when they when they when they start losing these games. And oh you'll, yeah, you'll see, I, mean, I mean, you'll see controls being thrown across what they call like the little, their little studio, pretty much, and it's just. All right, I can see how this would be entertaining for sure. I don't know how that would affect like 
real life NBA. Yeah. Because you're talking about a lot of, you know, you're playing with somebody's money. You're playing with, you know, teams' positionings. It's a little different when when it comes to IRL NBA. So it took me a while to, like, get get a grasp of this. But there's a coach. There's a GM. Some teams have trainers. Some teams have nutritionists. I mean, like, this is a full-fledged professional yeah. team that you're dealing with here. 100%. I mean, Mavs Gaming has literally all those things you just listed off. They have a mental skills coach. They have uh, a coach that helps them literally how to place their fingers on the keyboards if they're playing keyboard or how to place their fingers on the controller. And it's just like, wow, you guys really, like Mark Cuban really decked, decked his team out in preparation for this league. I guess when you have that kind of money, why not, right? I mean, yeah, you're investing a lot of money into it already. Why not make sure your investment is like actually performing well, right? What, yeah, what's, where's the harm in that? Actually spending money on your team. Interesting. Jerry Jones. <laughs> but anyways, um, but like, if you get a chance, to, uh, Mike McElroy, I think his name is McElroy. He, uh, he's the mental skills coach for the Ma- for Mavs Gaming. He came, he graduated from TCU, went to Boston College, came back down, and then literally he took what he learned from a sports psychologist standpoint and just copy and pasted it onto, onto an e-sport or e-athlete mentality. And what he's what what I when I had to talk with him earlier on on free to play on the podcast portion of it. You can go listen to that. Yeah, plug it. You know, free to play ksn 1033com free to play podcast. You know all that stuff. Good plug. But um, pretty much he just he emphasized the fact that these guys are literally from a mental standpoint, these guys are 100 percent almost directly comparable with athletes, regular athletes. They have the same struggles with with you know dealing with social media pressure, dealing with you know the. the with you know broadcast pressures and all the camera having being in their face, dealing with the pressure of winning and losing and stuff like that, they all go through the same rigmarole that every other athlete goes through. And so when you see when when you put it in those kinds of layman's terms, I was like, all right, now I can kind of see what the, what what the comparison is between the two leagues. Now I can see why the NBA really wanted to get into this because it brought it more towards the layman's person's point of view. So. The thing about the 2K League that's interesting to me is also it like like sort of the Overwatch League at this moment, all the games are played in one place in New yes. York City in a studio. Um, do you think there will be a time where we will see home matches being played at the American Airlines Center at their gaming facility, um, wherever that may be in the future for for the 2K League, where teams are traveling around the country to play? Geolocation is a pretty popping uh, uh, trend right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I mean said Overwatch. League. Yeah, I mean that's that's the big topic in Overwatch League because aren't they, they're getting to that next season, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the the Dallas fuel for for Overwatch League, they're moving here to Dallas uh, by September, I believe, or something like that. They're moving here full time. They'll be here pretty much full time. They'll only travel out for games, but not just uh, Overwatch League. Call of Duty World League is also doing a home and away format when they they do their inaugural season next year. Wow, they have, they'll have eight teams apparently, and by the way, those eight teams, I think uh, each slot costs like $25 million just for Ooh. one slot. And so, obviously, we'll, 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 I'll get into that on the podcast, on my podcast, Free to Play. But um, for, the, for NBA 2K, I don't know if it's viable right now for the NBA to put that much more money into geolocation. Just in terms of, really, you're only having three players fly in and out. Maybe you could afford to fly them, you know, economy. Yeah. Not a big deal. They're not Zeke Elliott or anything. <laughs> but well, Zeke's, Zeke flew economy the other day. He did. He did. And, oh, man, he got <laughs> he got noticed real quick. Real quick. And that w- we could, we'll go on a tangent real fast. But, well, like, like, did he think that a hoodie and a hat and sunglasses was going to, like, disguise him? Yeah. He's I, Zeke. Come on, man. I guess he did. Uh, 
anyways, back to what we were talking about. Uh, for so for NBA 2K, I don't think geolocation is a main goal right now. I think it's like a side goal if they ever like. All right, we're, we're really seeing like growth out of this investment. Why not just go ahead and plug these teams where they like in their in their home cities by their home teams and just see where it goes from there. So right. so the way that I like kind of envision this, and I don't know if like this is a viable option at all, but I kind of envision it like. Okay, say the Mavs and the Blazers are playing here in real life at 7.30. Could you get Mavs Gaming versus Blazers Gaming playing mm. on center court on the big screen see, at 6 p.m.? See, if, if you were in charge of entertainment for the Mavericks I, or the MV, I'd say yes, do I that. Mean, I mean, I I, I don't see an issue with that at all. That's I what I'm saying that because idea. that way, first of all, you save travel. You can put them on the team plane if you want to. Honestly, you yeah. Throw them in the back of the team plane or they can have their own section or whatever. And I, I, I mean, I just think that would be a really good way to get the product out there. It would, it would, do, it would do two things. It would put your product out there, and it would actually help commercialize your. Yes, that's more. what I was going to say. It would help commercialize the brand. It would help expose it to to people that maybe don't know about the league or aren't that interested in gaming, and it could get them right. interested. And it's, it's right, 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 right now, exclusively NBA Two K is being streamed on Twitch. Yeah, and that's, that's it. it. No, like nobody. Like if you don't, if it's not on cable, it's not like at the home games. You don't ever see like when you go to Mavericks. Do you ever see like Mavs gaming outside of like maybe a quick ten second ad? No, not at all. And I mean they those they sell you know they sell hats in the shop, but no one knows what no those are. Oh, that's a really cool stylized Mavericks, right? Hat. That's exactly. what they think. They don't think oh that's Mavs gaming exactly. The and thing- so I I think that'd be a really good way to get the brand out there. I'm not sure. Like I said, obviously there's a lot more logistics that go into it than what I've just described, but. Um, I think that would be an interesting thing that that maybe they could. It's a, it's definitely a, an at. avenue they can they can explore. Like you said, it would be cheaper on the fly just to get them out there because they could just literally hop aboard the team plane. It's all good, and it would help you. You wouldn't even have to. It'd be like a pregame antic kind of thing. Yes, like, like, exactly. Like you you could have it where fans could go up and watch the game exactly. somewhere. Um, and it doesn't have to be on the court. It can be outside the arena. Exactly. It can be maybe like in the hallways of an arena. It doesn't have to be like center stage. It just has to be present. That's the most important thing. If, you, if it's present in there, people will, will pay attention to it. And and I think I, that's the first thing I thought of when when I saw this 2K League was being formed was like, I wonder if this is a thing where it could it could coincide with the real NBA league because I think that I think that's by far the best way to uh, to get their brand out there. Oh, I agree. I mean, the only issue I could see with that maybe is scheduling in terms of because the way the schedules work for the NBA 2K League and the actual NBA is just. Totally different. Like NBA 2K, right? Plays the 2K from, leagues in the summer. Yeah, in the summer, and so you have that pretty much going on throughout the summer. And I guess NBA wanted to do that to kind of keep themselves relevant, in a sense. Yeah, like, they, hey, they want to be a year-round league. Exactly. That's 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 not maybe the main goal, but that's like one of the the side goals of the NBA 2K league. Like, hey, we want to be present all throughout the year. Like, even when there's no playoffs going on, even when, when the finals over, when free agency stuff isn't happening, we want the NBA to be present at all times. NBA 2K league does that, and you know, maybe they could just. Sh- I mean, honestly, you could just shift around the schedule and just fit it to, conform it to the uh, the NBA schedule, and it wouldn't be too big a deal at all. But, I mean, then you're talking about just shove them on planes, get them out with these teams, right. have them present, have them at teams like autograph sessions and all that. Have them there. That's that's the main that's the main point that they need to drive home. Like, we want the NBA 2K League and the NBA to be almost, almost synonymous. Because, I mean, as it is right now, they are – employees they do represent the brand of that nba team and you want your brand to get as much exposure as possible so it seems like it seemed like that would be definitely like a no-brainer to me i don't know maybe i'm just crazy you're not crazy it is a no-brainer you're right like right now nba is ahead of the curve in terms of esports 
They have, I mean, we have to we have to remember it is just they just ended their second year. Yeah, it's it's year two, and honestly, I'm not seeing them stop at year two. They're going to go on for year three, year four as soon as you know we find out what year four looks like. But it's, year three for me is confirmed from what I hear, and so, I mean. NBA is ahead of the curve in terms of NFL doesn't really do anything with esports outside of Madden. They have Madden tournaments, and there's some community. And those Madden tournaments are like the Madden community is so weird Dude, online. I don't understand? I don't. I don't try to understand Madden anymore just because it's just like so confusing. Because people get mad that you call them an esport. Oh, or, I know. Or they get like, we're not playing esports. We're just playing. We're just playing Madden. I'm like, Dude, all right, all right. <laughs> cool. It's, it's, you're playing on a big stage with a projector screen. All right, it's 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 an esport. Get over it. And then obviously you have like MLB not really doing anything at all with esports, and then you have you know NHL not really doing anything. MLS is really the only other league I can think of that's like actively I, participating in an I esport think, league. I think the NHL actually does have some form of something. I just don't know what that is, and that's the issue, right? Yes, yeah, so you have to yeah, exactly. I mean, if I don't know what it is, then I can't really pay attention. Yeah, to it. You, NBA two league two K league is like already has its name out there. All the teams are pretty much involved in some way. Except for you know the nine that don't have teams yet, and jerks, and that's why the NBA is is was fit for this because they do such a good job of marketing things and they do such a good job of pushing things out there to the to their fans that that they want their fans to see. Exactly. And so I think that I think the uh, the two K league was a perfect fit for the NBA right away. I agreed. And then I mean, you look at just maybe actual viewership of all these sports. NBA's is top viewership. Yeah. Across, sure. like, I mean, sure, you'll have your outliers in, in NFL and all that, but average to average, right? Your average uh, NBA game or a- average NBA playoff game would probably get more than your weekly football game at the NFL. I mean, that's just NBA is just is just crushing in terms of just putting their product out there, putting their brand out there, and having a lot of people enjoy it. And they I, don't ban you on Twitter if you post one of their videos, like uh, some other leagues do. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Name names, MLB. No, it's all good. Um, another interesting thing that I wanted to get to. I don't know if this is a thing in other esports leagues or in um, in other competitive gaming outlets, but from what I understand, they use the Two K League uses a different build of the yes. game than than you can buy in at GameStop yes. or online. So they have what they call the the quote unquote private pro, build, pro, private b- version, pro build, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's basically. It's been modified, so it's like a little. They, they tweaked it where like it's a little harder to shoot. It's a little. You have to be a little bit closer to the ball to get rebounds. You know, when you're playing regular NBA 2K, the game kind of helps you out. Like it, it'll, it'll, if your player's close enough, yeah, it'll, it it'll give you. you whatever you're 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 going for. It'll, it'll it'll give you the points. It'll give you the assists, the rebounds, whatever you need. But this pro build is something that's just like, all right, you crushed it on like the regular 2K build, right? That's how you got draft. Also, like if you're playing NBA 2K online, do you know you're eligible for the draft? Yeah, yeah, and anyone is. Anyone. Yeah. Like, if you're good enough at, like, holy moly, like, no other, like, I can, maybe Overwatch League does that, but, like, no other esport really can claim that, like, you play our game, you're already a free agent. You can literally play and be drafted in the next year just by playing 2K. And, I mean, if you're good at that, then you'll, obviously, you can kind of have to, yeah, there's a learning curve with the pro build. Sure. But, I mean, at that point, you're already in the league, just just learn the pro build, and it's, it's, it's easy pickings but that's that's a that's something that's different from all other esports leagues right because like for instance the overwatch league doesn't have a pro build or no um anything like that uh for so for other esports like conventional esports you're you're if you the pros are playing on a on a build you go home you download the game you're also playing Same on build. that build that's what so, yeah that's what i figured and so i thought that was really unique that they basically created an improved 
I don't know. I don't even want to say improved. Um, just a different version. Yeah, a different version of the yeah. game just for these pros. Yeah, and it's just, you know, maybe I can see why, though, because, like, honestly, 2K regularly is kind of easy already. Like, if you, anybody can really just score threes from downtown and all that, make, it makes sense. But if, you, if you're in the NBA 2K pro, pro build, it's a little different where you have to kind of have, have to actually work and, and dribble, and it's just, I don't know, it makes makes it more entertaining i'd say because you don't see high scoring games like crazy nowadays yeah no the games are actually like pretty well they're, they're like medium scoring games like like, like uh your d2 college basketball right scores. you have exactly you have you have good defense being played and it and it is difficult to uh to go score i mean scores are valued in in the 2k league like they are in real life because you need to have people that have mastered that build and are able to do it on a consistent exactly. basis like the top score in the league per game Mama, I'm that man from Blazers Gaming. 23 points a game. Yeah, that's, I mean. I mean, honestly, like, that's, that's, that's pretty good. good. But, like, in the NBA, that's regular, like, IRL right. NBA. That's like, all right, you're, like, you're a decent, like, starter. Nice. Yeah. But that's it. You're not talking, you know, 25 plus a game, which at that point you're like, wow, this guy's MVP status or something. But here it's, it's a little different where the games are lower scoring. The games don't really matter too much uh, in terms of just the points. It's just get the W. That's all it is. And so do you think do you think that a private build of the product is good for the league to where they're not technically playing the same game that the fans are playing but it's better suited for their competitive nature. Yes. Um one one reason I can see why it's better because they can tweak that build every week or so if there's issues with the game if there's a glitch with the game they can easily go into the, the game code and fix it or do whatever they can yeah because i think they i mean they have people de probably dedicated to that build yeah. alone right just maybe two or three all you need is two or three people dedicated to that build focusing on that and then you'll have you know what the issue when it comes to just having the same build uh you know competitively and casually you have to like push out updates, and those updates they take a while to you know for everybody take download. forever to download. And so usually, what what most esports leagues will do, they'll just be a patch behind, an an update behind. So you're not so the, the people online are playing the most recent build. The people playing competitively are actually playing a, a build behind. So it's just that's an issue with pushing out patches and all that. And it's just NBA 2K is like we'll just take that out of the equation. We're just gonna literally patch this little version of the game for maybe you know a few players here and there, and that's it. We're not gonna do much else. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that they're fully dedicated into making this a real thing, and I think that's probably the first step towards success is having a fully dedicated team to make sure that it's that it's a, a successful oh, yeah. league. And let me say this really quick. Uh, I just wanted to bring this up. I mean, NBA 2K League is more successful than I think most like major league, minor league uh, systems are. They actually pay their players what they're worth. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, wild. It's like $30,000 a season, which is, you know, when you're playing from Isn't April it, it, to August. April to August, yeah. You're getting paid, you know, that's a six, seven months. That's not, not bad. a bad little paycheck there. And then also on top of that, they don't get, uh, the team can't take away profits from the streaming. So if they if they do Twitch streaming. Oh, so they get all the streaming profits. They get all, I mean, if they're on their own personal right. channel, they get all their streaming profits. Okay. The team doesn't take advantage, take away that. They have like, if you go to the, the Mads Gaming facility, they have a streaming little yeah, they box have pods. there. Yeah. And so literally they just. You know, donations, streamer, uh, subscribers, whatever. They'll take all that sponsorships too, and then just make more banks. So really, thirty thousand is, is the low end. These guys are probably making closer to maybe sixty thousand yearly. Well, good for them. So I mean, so the league incentivizes them to go get their own money and yeah, get and, paid. and they're able and they're able to keep it. Yeah. And it, so because that was that was one of the other things I wanted to ask you was 
the season is from April to August. So what happens between August and April? I mean, in the off season, what 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 are these players doing to either prepare themselves for next season or or trying to make make more money off gaming? What what are they doing in the off season? Well, before this season started, I talked to Dimes and I asked him. Then he's like, "Well, I just I go home, I chill out, I like cool off for a month, come back, and I just start streaming and I start playing the the absolute crap out of these games again." And so he'll stream like pretty much nonstop for six hours a day, which is maybe six hours of work day, not too bad. Right, not too bad. But he's getting he's like getting reps in pretty much is what he's saying. And so these players they'll look at. Uh, scouting reports on draft prospects who's going to be their teammates they actually have influence on the draft process really? uh, at least a little bit i mean uh, trey i'm sure dimes does yeah yeah Trent dimes for sure does trey christensen is the uh, gm for mass gaming he he pretty much said like these we asked these players like who do you see that you'd like to play with who can you like really see yourself synergizing with and that we can draft and put them on the team or trade for or put them on the team and you know these players they'll, they'll let it be they'll let it be known i'm not sure how their uh 2k leagues 2k league teams do it but for Mavs gaming, it seems like it's worked out pretty well. The whole this whole second season has been a raging success, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, they made the playoffs for the first time. They've improved their record and they've improved their brand exposure. And I think that's probably what you were looking for in year two of the league. And I think in year three, they're probably looking to bring home some hardware. I mean, for sure. I mean, we already have. Uh, let's see. There's 21 teams now. Next year, they're going to be 22 teams because the uh, Hornets Venom GT will be ah. joining. The NBA 2K League next season, and their 2020 inaugural season, and they're already pretty much they're blasting themselves out on Twitter. It's crazy, but it's so, pretty. Yeah. So this might be a dumb question, but why, if they play all the games in New York, do they live in their home cities? Uh, it's it goes back to just the importance of just um, just keep, the, keeping them yeah. local, keep them okay. nearby. It's easier because, for instance, I know I keep bringing up this comparison, but in the Overwatch League, as of right now, the Dallas Field lives in LA, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, over, the Dallas Fuel literally built a stage out in L.A. that almost exactly resembles the Blizzard Arena stage that huh. they play in. So, literally, they have flashing lights. They have all that kind of stuff that will distract them. And so does Complexity Gaming. They have a stage where they have uh, lights being flashed in people's faces so they can get used to the distractions. Here, I, they have something similar to that. They have a little... Uh, they have, like, a little stage, uh, basically for, for, I believe, four on four? Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But it's like they have lights flashing in to distract them again. So they have all that stuff here at home. And I guess maybe the real estate in New York is too much for them to actually do that. I'm sure. And so they just figured, we'll just do it here at home. It'll be, you know, nothing. It'll cost us nothing to fly them to New York on economy just every other week. New York in their $5,000 a month apartments, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Wild. I mean, for $5,000, um, you got to get a mansion. Yeah, I know. Seriously, I wish. Let's get a mansion one day. I'm down for it. Okay, sounds wanna, good. Wanna, you want to mortgage me out, man? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Um, so I, I saw the NBA 2K League also announced, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, that they're doing like a a clinic, I guess, I want to say, for, for women yeah. trying to get into the 2K League. And I think that's super awesome because... Inclusion. Yeah, absolutely. I think you need to have if if a woman is a good player. I know there's there's one girl's name who's I I think her name is oh what's her it escapes me. Um, I can't help you, man. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to Google it, but she's a really good player, and I think she actually played in the league this year and was the first woman to play in the league. But I think it's fantastic that they're they're trying to be uh, proactive in getting women involved in the I league. I mean, you're if, if you're not proactive, you're I mean, let's say it's esports. It's not dependent on your muscles or on your athleticism. It's dependent on your skill. And if you don't have women in the league, you're cutting out 50% of your uh, talent pool. 
So why not literally just put clinics out there, see who can Her name compete. is Chiquite. That's right. Chiquite. Yes. Yeah, Look her up on Twitch. Yeah. C-H-I-Q-I-T-A-E. But anyways, it's just like, wow, why don't you already have a women's league or something out there? Just clinics to help these girls be involved in these talent pools. Because you you may be miss, you might be missing out on some talent that could actually help out your team next year. I mean, I, don't, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if next season there was one or two women that were drafted by the NBA 2K League. And I think that ideally, I think they'd like to get to the point where there's one or two women on each team. Don't you think? I mean, ideally, that's that's still. I mean, right now, obviously, that's a ways out. I mean, yeah, but the goal is pretty much anybody who's who can who can play at a high level should be on a team, no doubt. And if that's a woman, they should definitely be on these teams. So I don't see an issue with it. I mean, maybe if if the NBA 2K League isn't seeing the results they want, maybe they'll just make exclusive women's teams. Yeah, make it should, make it because. I think this year's the the NBA 2K20 is bringing the WNBA to 2K. Yeah. So I wonder if that's something they might they it might, might be, try to explore. It might be an avenue. I mean, it certainly wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities because you know maybe not this year, maybe next year or the year after. But it's certain certainly something to look at because you know WNBA, however however much people on Twitter and social make fun of it, it still brings in viewers. It still brings Absolutely. in a, a, a crowd. It, it is it is the but a lot of jokes. But I mean, it's it's an, another it's avenue for the NBA. Yeah. Like, why not take advantage and, and use that branding and or you know put the branding out there for people to watch? Makes it makes perfect sense to me. Maybe the NBA will see it differently. I'm not sure. No, absolutely. Um, last thing I wanted to ask you: we're at, we're gonna wrap up here on Maps Money Ball Radio. Where do you see this league in five years? So in 2024, we're sitting here on August 18th. Where do you see the NBA 2K League? Oh man, deep NBA existential questions out deep here. Deep existential question. Well. In five years, I think we would have a home and away format. In five years, we could see maybe the pro build being moved away from just the professional players and being moved onto the casual players as well. So that way, you know, people say like, oh, "We're playing the same build." The ca- the uh, the professional players are. This is this is how it is, and it's just. I'm hoping it'll be more competitive because esports like like the career lifespans, they're they last maybe two to five years at most at most right now we're up on year two and we're seeing a lot of these quote-unquote veterans coming back to the league again so i'm curious to see if they'll last past these next three four years maybe like five years ago you know we had people like uh what's his name uh like pewdiepie was was still streaming on twitch and then you know five years since then he's kind of dropped off and obviously he's had his issues but (laughs) for the most part Different podcast. Different podcast, exactly. For the most part, like these guys, um, they've got short short windows to make their money and either make a legacy and keep making money or bounce and just use whatever, whatever they saved up and use it in real life. So that's another thing I'm curious about. Um, I'm curious to see if the NBA will fund it, keep like pumping money into it, or if it will be just kind of self-financed, where at some point the NBA 2K League will do their own branding. Or it's self-sufficient. Self, exactly, self-sufficient, just make it easier for themselves to be kind of their own little governing body and you know maybe the nba won't have to have too much oversight anymore over it besides just you know aside from marketing and branding again marketing and branding is huge for these games by the way uh, and i've said like 50 times in this podcast on this yeah I, I can't be stressed enough that that is the biggest thing they're trying to do and with so this. I'm, I'm curious in in five years if they'll move away from twitch maybe include deals with mixer maybe include uh you know tnt deal tbs deal you know the the possibilities in five years are endless. 
That dang, that was that was the thing I forgot to ask you about was the whole Ninja Mark Cuban uh quote unquote secret partnership that we really don't know is a partnership and what's going on there, but we know they have had business contacts. They've talked. They've talked. We just we just don't know what's going on. Oh gosh, I can already see it. He's gonna be the face of the NBA, isn't he? LeBron Ninja? James and Ninja. No. No, yeah, that's interesting. Um Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thanks really for the appreciate invite. it. Thanks for the invite, um, my man. Once again, you can plug your uh, plug your show here real quick. Where can we hear it? Where can we see it? Where can we uh, find it? So free to play, uh, esports show based in DFW. You can find it on 103.3 FM ESPN every Sunday, usually from 11 to 12, unless you know football season's come up. So I'm not sure that how that affects it, but we'll find out. I'll keep the updates on my Twitter at Korea24. Uh, podcast of the show be posted every Sunday or Monday, usually. KESN1033.com slash podcast. Go to the free-to-play tab and just uh, give the show a listen. I'll talk about anything and everything esports. So, and if you don't like it, uh, you know, shoot, me, shoot me a note. I'm more than happy to talk about stuff you want to hear about. Maybe you want to hear about, you know, Dota 2 or something. I don't know. There you have it. Thank you, Kevin. No problem. Thank you, Jeffrey. Absolutely. This has been your Mavs Moneyball Podcast. I am your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. You can hear this on any possible platform you find your podcast apple google play stitcher i i already said itunes but all that good stuff and you can follow me on twitter at jeff underscore coop 27 so that has been your maps moneyball radio podcast see you next week